Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 48, Monday, June 3rd, 2019, and ladies and gentlemen, I've been waiting for this moment. <clears throat> I am very pleased to announce that my home state, Illinois, has officially legalized sports betting. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Over this past weekend, both the House and the Senate voted overwhelmingly to pass the new and complicated gaming expansion package down in Springfield. It ended a long process of negotiating, arguing, bickering, and basically just uninformed lawmakers showing how incredibly clueless they are. And yet here we are with an Illinois sports betting bill that just cleared the Illinois General Assembly. Nine months ago from today, on September 3rd of last year, I sat down and recorded the very first Doggy Juice podcast episode with my sights set towards this very moment. Now here we are, it's June 3rd, exactly nine months later, babies conceived around then are being born now, and legalized sports betting is about to be born here in Illinois for the first time very soon. I'm so excited to say this. Governor Pritzker needs to sign the bill for it to be officially official, but there's no way he doesn't since he championed this bill in the first place and called for legalized sports betting in his speech to Illinois lawmakers at the beginning of the year, and he's since come out since the bill was was passed and said he's going to sign it, obviously. So it's happening, baby, and these are very exciting times for the entire sports betting space here in Chicago and around the state. So you must be wondering, though, when can I go bet? When and where can I go to go place a legal sports wager in Illinois? And in this special episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, I'm going to answer those questions for you and break down the bill for all of you. I'm going to do my best to summarize it and put it in layman's terms. There's still a lot of moving parts, a lot of uncertainty, especially in terms of a timeline, but I will break everything down that we know at this time. So without further ado, it brings me great pleasure to tell you, let's dive into the bill, Senate Bill 690 that was just passed by the Illinois General Assembly, effectively making sports betting legal in the great state of Illinois. Yeah! SB 690 is the result of years of repeated attempts to expand gaming here in the state, as there's been an effort to increase the number of casinos and gaming positions within existing facilities like racetracks and establishments that offer video gaming. And as was typical, these efforts were bogged down in the political mud that is Illinois politics. Those who live here know exactly what I'm talking about, and those who don't at least are aware of Illinois' reputation for crooked politics. So the negotiations involving gaming expansion were no different. We had competing interests and negotiations. Um, Strings were being pulled from all different directions in this stuff, and a bunch of fat hands basically trying to fit inside a small cookie jar is the best way to describe it. So let's backtrack really quickly, though, because Senate Bill 690 is a larger uh, gaming expansion package that includes sports betting as a part of it. And obviously our main concern here is the sports betting aspect of it, but we have to kind of backtrack to have that in the full view. So last year on... Monday, May 14th, 2018, the Supreme Court of the United States overturned PASPA and ushered in a new era of allowing states to decide whether or not they want to legalize sports betting. Obviously, we've been touching on that throughout the Doggy Juice podcast over the past nine months. And as we know, several states immediately followed suit after PASPA was overturned, and those states introduced legislation last year. More have come this year, including Indiana and Iowa right here in the Midwest. And I think the fact that Indiana and Iowa just passed bills is a pretty big... um, was big in lighting the fire under the ass of Illinois lawmakers. But in my opinion, the big moment for Illinois sports betting really occurred when 
New Governor J.B. Pritzker explicitly called for sports betting legislation as part of his budget speech to begin this year's legislative session down in Springfield. He specifically included over $200 million in sports betting-related revenue for fiscal year 2020, which would largely come from initial license fees for operators. So he really wanted to get this done. It was actually like essential to get this done, uh, this entire gaming bill. So having the new governor fully behind a sports betting bill was massive for the prospects of passing it in our state and having a general assembly on the same side of the aisle as Pritzker was a good indicator that this had a great chance of getting done. But in typical Illinois fashion, Illinois lawmakers made this very difficult on themselves over the past few months. Um, Representative Mike Zalewski took charge in crafting the initial bill and it became apparent almost immediately that this was going to be a grind. A few months ago, he filed amendments to the bill that essentially provided different paths that Illinois could take to make legalized sports betting become a reality. And that's when things really got messy. So many different parties were looking out for their own best interests, like existing brick-and-mortar casinos wanted a deal that was favorable to them. Dying racetracks especially wanted to make sure that they got something good. Proponents of Illinois, um, of getting the Illinois lottery involved, were making their voices heard. And, of course, online operators like DraftKings and FanDuel were lobbying hard as well. So it got to the point just a few weeks ago when it looked like it was just going to be too much. There's too many people pulling from too many strings in too many different directions. But the real impasse that we saw just a week or two ago involved the rift between the casinos and the two major daily fantasy sports operators, DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, there's big money involved in this stalemate, as we saw with uh, the two DFS companies launching a million-dollar ad campaign with a commercial that was running last week. Um, I touched on this in recent podcast episodes, but essentially back in 2015, at the same time that DraftKings and FanDuel uh, were doing their media blitz um, in fall during the football season, if you had your TV set on any time during that football season, you saw uh, just nonstop commercials by those two companies. And at that time, um, now former Illinois Attorney General Lisa Madigan wrote a non-binding advisory memorandum in which she stated that DraftKings and FanDuel, the DFS companies, um, basically that clearly constituted gambling and thus was illegal in the state of Illinois. But DraftKings and FanDuel kept running their businesses in Illinois and there were no consequences. Um, FanDuel even went as far as to file a suit against the Attorney General's office for a declaratory judgment and hoping for a clear yes or no type of clarity on the legality of their operation. But of course, as I touched on a couple episodes ago, what happened in typical Illinois fashion, nothing happened. The Attorney General didn't pursue any legal action against DraftKings or FanDuel, and those two companies kept operating uh, in the daily fantasy sports market in, in Illinois, which they continue to do so today. So as legalization talks continued to progress for sports betting, people were looking at the, new, or at the state of New Jersey and seeing that FanDuel and DraftKings own over 80% of the market share there since that state went live last June. And there's a concern on the side of existing casino entities led by Rush Street Gaming, who are partial owners and of and uh, run Rivers Casino just outside the city. Uh, they were lobbying hard to try and get language in any type of Illinois sports betting bill that keeps DraftKings and FanDuel out of the market. And as a result, a so-called penalty box clause suddenly entered the bill that lawmakers were looking at it and essentially opened the door to not even allow mobile wagering for over a year and a half at all. And the reasoning behind that push was that since DraftKings and FanDuel had been operating illegally in Illinois, in their mind, which may or may not have been true, um, they had gotten such a significant leg up in building a customer base and people who will be ready to wager with them once sports betting does go live in Illinois. And that part is kind of, you 
can't argue that, that fact. When you look at their presence in Illinois and the, their success in New Jersey, it was pretty clear that that was going to happen. And Illinois casinos and other potential operators view that as a huge competitive disadvantage for them. And let, let's face it, they aren't wrong there. Like I said, with their existing customer base, FanDuel and DraftKings would immediately own an estimated 80 to 90% of the market share almost immediately if Illinois was to go live and offer mobile uh, a mobile license that they can get their hands on right away. So fortunately for all of us, efforts to remove mobile entirely for a period of 540 days, which is what they were looking at, that's not what this new bill features. But the bill that was passed yesterday still does effectively squeeze out FanDuel and DraftKings. And you'll see why in a moment when I go through the portions of the bill. But it is important to understand that sports betting uh, getting passed here in Illinois was largely because it was included in the larger gaming expansion bill that is going to change the entire gambling landscape here in the state of Illinois. Senator Terry Link has been trying to get this done for years, and he finally did yesterday, so he was understandably very emotional uh, when he was speaking on the Senate floor about it. But that's what's happening. So let's break down now the main portions of Senate Bill 690. So after studying the various sports betting legalization bills of the now 15 states that have pushed through legislation, I can honestly say that Illinois' bill is by far the most complicated of them all, and it isn't even close. So Senate Bill 690 creates a path for six new casinos in the state, one in Rockford, one in Waukegan, one in the south suburbs of Chicago, one in Danville, which is just a bit east of Champaign, one in Williamson County in the southern end of the state, just east of Carbondale, and of course, one in Chicago, a super casino that will be twice the size of the existing casinos in the state, and we actually saw in a little about face, um, Mayor, new uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot um, reversed course and essentially threw her support behind this, this new casino, the Super Casino in Chicago, uh, which is an interesting development. So this bill is huge. It's a huge win for racetracks like Arlington Park, who can now offer slots and table games, effectively creating racinos in Illinois now. Um, don't be surprised when you see slot machines at O'Hara Midway, too, because Senate Bill 690 also allows for airports to include gaming as an additional source of revenue for the state. So that's more of the gaming expansion part of the bill, but what about the sports betting part specifically? SB 690 will allow sports betting operational licenses to existing and new casinos, racetracks, and this one is different than every other jurisdiction besides Washington, D.C., sports venues. So yes, you should fully expect to be able to wager at or nearby Wrigley Field by next year and possibly even later this year. And this will involve kiosk betting only. So there's some wiggle room in the language of the bill to allow a sports betting facility within five blocks of the actual sports venue too. So you can literally see something like Soldier Field Sportsbook or United Center Sportsbook within a five block radius of the stadium sometime very soon. And the seven there's seven of these available and the seven Illinois sports venues that are eligible for sports betting licenses are Wrigley Field, Guaranteed Rate Field, Soldier Field, the United Center, SeatGeek Stadiums, uh, formerly Toyota Park where the Chicago Fire play, Juliet Speedway and Fairmount Park, which is near East St. Louis down in the southern end of the state. And licenses for operators will range from $3.2 million to $10 million, depending on classification. And that number's a lot higher than other states. Iowa, by comparison, has a $45,000 flat operator license fee over there. The operators who get a license can go online immediately, but in-person registration is required in order to do so for the first 18 months. Also interestingly in the Illinois uh, bill is that state lottery 
State Lottery Sports Wagering Pilot Program has been created with it, and that's going to allow for parlay betting only at lottery locations who get a license. Um, a lot of this still has to get ironed out, but it opens the door for thousands of lottery retailers to offer parlays. So you can basically go in and, and uh, bet parlays only at these locations. So what about FanDuel and DraftKings? When can they go live? SB690 creates the possibility, like I said, um, actually I didn't mention this yet, have I? Um, it creates the possibility for three online-only licenses that will be available for $20 million each. The catch on that, applications for those those licenses won't be available for 540 days after the first official normal master license is issued. And then even after that, there's a waiting period after the application is even sent in. So 540 days until the online licenses can even be applied for, and that time will begin to toll after the first license is granted, the first master license is issued. So that hasn't begun yet. So even after that happens, it'll be at least six, uh, 18 months before FanDuel and DraftKings uh, can get an online-only license. So FanDuel and DraftKings are effectively squeezed out of the market for over a year and a half, but they, they can still technically contract with an existing casino to operate their mobile betting, but they just won't be able to use their own name in doing so. So you won't be able to see, like, you know, DraftKings um, at Rivers Casino. Or obviously, you're never going to see that, but in short, they have been squeezed out. So um, that's an interesting development. I think that's a big disservice to us, the consumer, and why. For, for starters, FanDuel and DraftKings already have their industry leaders in other states. Their technology is light years ahead of the te- technology that you're probably going to see from the mobile offerings um, in casinos here when they do go live. They just have, everything's more advanced with them. They've been doing this, obviously, at a large scale already. So I think for us, the consumer, it's just bad news not being able to, to utilize them. Obviously, if we were able to, that would breed more competition, more innovation, other companies would have to come up with something to innovative in order to compete with DraftKings and FanDuel, and that would just be good for us, the consumer. would probably see better prices and everything. So them getting squeezed out is not good for us. As you can tell, I have mixed feelings about the bill itself, but one of the nice things about the bill is that it does not include language for a specific royalty fee for leagues. That was a big concern even late last week. It kind of shows how expectation levels have, have been uh, in Illinois when I'm celebrating Illinois lawmakers just not messing something up. So they're not doing something shitty, and I'm celebrating that. But, uh, yeah, caving to the leagues on that would have been catastrophic. But even so, SB 690 does include language that requires the use of official league data to settle in-game wagers, which is problematic, uh, especially since it'll create an unprecedented scenario uh, because it empowers the leagues to really restrict the types of wagers, uh, available wagers for operators. So there's a lot of gray area there because we've never seen that before. So when that's implemented, I think that's going to be something to really pay attention to the, the uh, restriction or at least the, sorry, the requirement for, for league official league data to be used to settle in-game wagers. Betting on Illinois college teams will be prohibited under the new bill, regardless of if the game is being played inside or outside of state lines. I've already been on, uh, on record with this saying that that's a terrible idea. It's not like people are going to all of a sudden just not bet on their local college team just because they can't legally do it. Uh, I think it's infinitely better to keep the betting above board in a legalized, regulated market where you could see where the money's coming from and spot irregular betting patterns to help thwart match-fixing attempts. But no, let's let's restrict it entirely and keep the money in the black market. Let's, yeah, let's do that. It's a great idea. Uh, so Illinois fucked that part up. Um, betting on kindergarten through 12th grade sports is explicitly prohibited in the bill, which I found to be pretty funny. I haven't seen that in any other bill. So no, you cannot bet on kindergarten 
um, baseball this summer at all, or next summer, or any summer in Chicago, or in Illinois in general. Uh, so what about the tax rates and other fees? In addition to the 0.25% federal excise tax on all money wagered, uh, which is for any state because that's a federal rate, uh, there's going to be a 15% tax rate on adjusted gross sports wagering receipts here in Illinois. And that's down from the 20% and even the outlandish 25% projected proposed tax rates uh, that we were hearing about in recent weeks. But 15% is still sky high, and it's among the highest tax rate in the entire nation by Comparison, Iowa, right next door to us, has a 6.75% tax rate, which is comparable to Nevada's. I don't know, Nevada's been doing this for decades. Figured they'd be, they'd have had their shit figured out by now. But um, when you compare that to Illinois, 15%, that's kind of problematic. Um, but it's just, we're going to have to live with it. I guess it's not as bad as the 20%. But for me, the, the big fear in this tax rate, I'm not worried about the earning potential of operators at all. What I'm worried about is us, the consumer, the betters. And if the operators are hamstrung with this high tax rate and, and other burdensome taxes or just basically Illinois government reaching into their pockets, if that's going to affect us the betters, then I'm pissed and I'm concerned. And my, I am concerned about that, um, them not getting as creative with their offerings, especially in the softer markets and operators maybe even thinking about offering above minus 110 juice on their bets. That's a no-no. I'm not betting anything over minus 110. So, And I, I think everyone... Uh, that's educated about this will not do so either. So it remains to be seen how hamstrung they will be by the tax rate, but it's just not a good sign. It's a very high, high percentage. So what about a time frame now? It remains to be seen when everything will go live because Governor Pritzker still, he still needs to sign off on the bill. Uh, he's expected to do so within the next 10 days. And then the Illinois Gaming Board will have to start the licensing process, but there's no doubt that operators will want to do everything they can to be up by football season, or at least for as much of a football season season as they can. Um, you should expect in-person wagering at casinos to be available first, and a little bit more time may be needed before you can bet via mobile. And this is pure speculation on my end, but I would guess that in-person betting at brick-and-mortar casinos will be available by the time football season starts. It's kind of an optimistic way of viewing it, but like I said, they stand to, to lose a lot of potential revenue if they're not ready by the time football season starts because we know football is king. And my prediction is that mobile will be available a few months after that. Of course, that all can change, but you better believe that your new Illinois legal bookies will want you to take their action by the time football season starts in late August, early September. So for you, the better, here is the cliff notes of what you need to know before I sign off here. Legal sports betting is coming to Illinois. You just have to be patient. You should expect it to be up at some point this football season in the casino, possibly by the start of football season and mobile, probably a little bit later on and maybe even at the start of 2020. You will have to go to the casino or racetrack to register in person um, in order to sign up for their mobile offerings once those are made available. Um, and after you sign up in person, you will be able to use the app anywhere inside Illinois state line. So not just within the property of the casino or racetrack, you'll be able to, once you sign up in person, you'll be able to bet wherever you want within the state. Um, you'll be able to do it exclusively online through one of the three online operator licenses that are granted at over a year and a half from now. That's when you'll be able to use FanDuel and DraftKings for sports betting. You will be able to make bets at casinos, racetracks, and eventually at kiosks inside or right outside of the actual um, stadiums here in Illinois. And in addition to all of that, you will be able to make parlays at select lottery locations. The Doggy Juice Podcast does not endorse parlays, maybe only when they involve stale lines, but that's something I will not be doing myself, but maybe once just for the, just for the fun of it. Um, 
But yeah, you won't be able to legally bet on Illinois college teams or any sporting event involving kids from kindergarten through 12th grade. Besides that, though, it's about to be open season for legalized sports betting here in Illinois. I really can't put into words how excited I am about all of this. Uh, when I started doing this podcast nine months ago from today, I had this day in mind, this actual podcast in mind. It brings me so much pleasure to break this bill down. It's kind of kind of weird, but it's so amazing that we're finally here and that we've seen real progress. I'm very skeptical about the Illinois sports betting bill, but I'm incredibly happy that it was passed and that we are where we are today. So if you have any questions about the bill or if you have any questions about more specifics involving it, don't hesitate to reach out to me. As always, follow Doggy Juice on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. I will keep updating all of you on here as things continue to progress. These are very exciting times. Sports betting has officially come to Illinois. Talk to you all soon. Doggy Juice. Out.